His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to pray again. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for your presence that's here with us tonight. Lord, I know you're here, God, and I just thank you for that. And Lord, I just ask, Lord, that whatever I share tonight would just be your heart. Holy Spirit, come and help me. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> I don't know what to do with this water. Okay. Um, so I shared, I spoke for um, Tithe, who was not on Tithe, but I spoke for Tithe um, a couple weeks ago on um, Wonder, and I had been wanting to share it, but I didn't know if I was going to get the chance to, um, because I knew we were going to have a sabbatical, so I kind of tried to, like, shove it all into one, like, little 10-minute thing, and, um, I got the chance to share again, so I'm going to be recapping a little bit, but hopefully a lot of it's new. So anyway, I had shared for Ty that I um, had had a dream. I'm pretty sure it was about two years ago. It might have been a year and a half ago. But anyway, I wrote Wonder on my arm in the dream. And that obviously felt significant to me. So I started looking up a bunch of verses about Wonder. And just I really wanted to get this revelation of Wonder. Because even before I had that dream, I'd always had a heart. Um, I just really wanted to live. There's that song by Amanda Cook that's wide-eyed and mystified. May we be just like a child staring at the beauty of our king. May we never lose the wonder. And I was like, what is the wonder? I want the wonder. So I was like, I'm going to find it. And in that time, I didn't. So I laid it on a shelf, and I was like, okay, God, that's good. I wrote wonder on my arm. Do that in me. Um, And then out of nowhere, out of a, a... Random story, I never would have imagined he would have shown me this out of this story, but um, in Matthew 13, and it's the story where Jesus goes back to Nazareth, I think it's for the first time, um, after he begins his public ministry, I may be wrong, but I think it's the first time, Um, so anyway, I'm going to read that story real quick. Um, so when Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth, he began teaching, you know what, he, t- he taught the people, I'm going to summarize real quick because I got more to get to. Um, so anyway, th- whenever he was teaching the people, it says they became dazed and overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation they were hearing, okay? So you can imagine listening to Jesus, the Son of God, ta- like speaking, you're just like, oh, what is happening right now? And it's basically what they asked where did this man get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? Oh my gosh. And then as they, you know, kept talking amongst themselves and, you know, it said they were all asking these questions. They said these questions to one another. Isn't he just the word worker's son? Isn't his mother named Mary and his four brothers, Jacob, Joseph, Simon, and Judah? And don't his sisters all live here in Nazareth? How did he get all this revelation and power? And the people became offended and began to turn against him. Two seconds earlier, they were amazed and astonished over the depth of revelation they were hearing. And now, after all these questions, they're offended and turned against him. And Jesus said, there's only one place the prophet isn't honored in, it, in his own hometown. It's in his own hometown. I'm not reading that right. And their great unbelief kept him from doing any mighty miracles in Nazareth. Okay, so 
I got wonder out of that story. <laughs> it just kind of seems random to me. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. So, um, as I was just reading that story, I was thinking, you know, we all have questions in life, and questions in and of themselves are not bad. But they were dwelling upon them. They were talking about it with each other. They were trying to figure it all out. And so when they dwelt upon it, more questions arose. And those questions led to doubt. And that doubt led to offense. And the offense led to unbelief. And so that's what happened to them. And the Lord couldn't do anything there because that grew and grew. So um, anyway, really I'm trying to get through this recap stuff. Okay, so what I was getting out of that, though, was that I had always known he had um, called us to live in wonder because he's worthy of it. Live in awe and wonder, and it'll birth wisdom in you and um, a favor in your life. It's all throughout the Proverbs. But I felt like as I read this story, he calls us to wonder to protect us because there's safety in wonder. And wonder is found in the shadow of the Almighty. So I just thought that was really amazing because I've always looked at wonder as like, okay, we're worshiping you, God, you're amazing, you're amazing, and it's because God needs my wonder to feel glorified. And he wants us to live in wonder because he wants us protected as his children. He wants to take us under his wing, protect us from the questions, protect us from doubts and offenses and unbelief, and he wants to father us, and that's why we're called to live in wonder. So anyway, the, I felt like the key to cultivating wonder was to magnify. Magnify him, but also magnify encounters that you've had with him. I don't care if they were yesterday. I don't care if they were the day you got saved. Any, any encounter you have had with God, treat it as if it happened that day. Let God affect you years after your encounter. And I think that's the key to wonder. Let God allow God to affect your heart. Hmm. I'm crying. Do not allow, whenever he answers your prayer, do not allow yourself to forget it. Continue to let him affect, affect your heart and remain tender to that moment. So I made a wonder moments list, and full disclosure, I didn't completely finish it. I listed up until I was like 20. So I didn't completely finish it, but I put on put on it anything that was like a life-changing counter or the moment God healed you of your headache or the time when you were able to pay a bill you weren't sure you could pay or the time someone you've been praying for at work started being kinder or more receptive to you. <clears throat> Even remember the times he came through for someone else. And that was something that he just showed me recently was if they, if he did it for them, he'll do it for you. It doesn't matter if they're even Christians. If they're having favor, you deserve that favor. If they're having prosperity and health and life, you deserve it because you are a child of God. Um, and I saw that in Psalm 4, 3. The, may we never forget that the Lord works wonders for every one of his devoted lovers. And this is how I know that he will answer my every prayer because we never forget the wonders that he's done, not just for me, but for everyone. And that's how I know, because I've seen what he's done for you, I've seen what he's done for me, and that is how I know that right now, he's gonna answer my every prayer, because he's done it before, and he's gonna do it again. 
So because I saw God move powerfully for you, I can believe he's going to do the same for me. And I just saw this as a little side note, but I saw that that's one of the reasons why community within the church is so important. We can remind each other of what the Lord has done for us and encourage one another to live in that same wonder. So what he's done for me, I can encourage you. He's done that for me. He has that for you or whatever you've um, seen him do for you. You can encourage me and say, he's done that for me. He's going to do it for you. We can live in wonder together. Gosh, am I being awkward tonight or what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so the cool thing is, is that we can blow our encounters or the times God has come through for us out of proportion to ourselves. Like you can make it humongous because it's impossible to make it too good because God is always going to be better than we think. If we raise our bar of expectation, if we raise the level of goodness that we think he has, he just raised it even more because he's so beyond. We can never, ever, ever blow things out of proportion because he's not boxed in by proportion. So celebrate them all your breakthroughs, my breakthroughs, in awe and wonder, for there is nothing too small in the kingdom to be celebrated. And I can assure you that when you celebrate those things, all of heaven rejoices with you. He rejoices when you get healed of a headache. He rejoices when you have money to pay a bill. He rejoices when, whatever the thing is, they rejoice with you whenever you're rejoicing in them. Um, and then this other thing, this is <clears throat> actually, I got this today while I was writing it out. I had verses that, this was actually one of the most last minute things that I had planned. I knew everything I wanted to share, but it was one of those moments where like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm getting all my thoughts on here. And I was struggling and praying. So the Lord kind of met me this afternoon while I was doing it, and it was good. So I'm just being really real with you. This was from today, this moment. <laughs> I haven't been soaking on this for weeks. So um, I read in Psalm 111.4, and it was in the Passion, tra Passion Translation. And it said, His unforgettable works of surpassing wonder reveal his grace and tender mercy. So today as I read this verse, I thought to myself, if your works are unforgettable, then why have I been so easily forgetting them? And I was not in an awesome state of mind <coughs> when I was reading that scripture. So I thought maybe I should read another version. So maybe the Lord will help me with that. So I read the New Living Translation. And I'm going to go ahead and start in verse 2 because it all kind of flows. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. So his works are unforgettable because as we position ourselves to wonder, to ponder, as it says up here, he causes us to remember those awesome works. So am I positioning my heart to ponder? Sometimes I don't really feel like I am, and in that moment, I was not. There are many times in life when I've been too busy, too distracted, uh, too disappointed, or honestly, if I'm being really real with myself, I have been too stuck in the mud of self-pity, throwing a little tantrum to position my heart in wonder. And I feel bad about it, and I beat myself up, and I shouldn't do that. But as soon as I can refocus my heart and purposefully... Um, 
position my heart in that place under the shadow of his wing immediately, and I mean immediately, he is faithful to remind me of his works and his faithfulness to me and to my family and my friends, and suddenly the mountain I've made of life comes back into the true and trustworthy perspective of a kind, loving father who has only the best for me and those around me. That's where I find the rest and safety of wonder, when I position myself to ponder and allow him to remind me of his works. So his works are unforgettable because he ain't going to let you forget them. Because if you are purposefully like, okay, Lord, I love you. (laughs) You are so good to me. Reveal yourself to me. Boom, he will. Because whenever you position yourself to ponder and live in wonder, he can't help but remind you of who he is. Okay, so anyway, this is kind of funny to me, but <clears throat> I'd always looked at wonder as kind of like frou-frou. It's honest, I have. It's like kind of like la-di-da-di-da, and it is. There's a side of that that it kind of is, but there's also like a fierceness of living in wonder, and the Lord started revealing that to me um, a couple weeks ago. And so it's like he was speaking it to me as like there's a stubbornness of wonder, And so he showed me the safety of it, the gentle side, but then he showed me the fierceness of it. And I just think that's so cool because that's just like God. He's gentle, but he's fierce. So anyway, when we have questions in our minds or are left to wander, that are left to wander unchecked by the word of God in our lives, it's going to lead to doubt. So that's why we must course correct with God's word. Um, And I'm not saying I wanted to put this little disclosure in there. And I'm not saying our minds are inherently bent on thinking wrongly. We know that's not true. But you think what you put in. So if you're not feasting on the word, your mind is probably going to go to the gutter. So when doubts arise or weariness tries to creep in, we can crush the enemy's head. And I just, I had a visual, so I'm going (coughs) to redo it for you in a second. But we can crush the enemy's head, as Luke uh, 10, 19 tells us. And I love this verse. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom, Satan's kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. So how do we do that, okay? And this is the stubbornness of living in wonder. We heap upon Satan's head the word of God in our lives. We crush him with promises. That's scriptures, personal promises. Whatever it may be, we continue to remind ourselves of it. As we do that, we remind the enemy of the truth that cannot be stopped or even slowed down. The enemy cannot thwart one thing that God has done. His perfect word in its perfect time will come to pass, and stubborn wonder reminds us of that. Okay, so this is my little visual, and I don't know if it'll just embarrass me or help, but I'm going to do it. So um, I was seeing it like, okay, the enemy's like, oh, you got this promise, the exact opposite's happening, blah, 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 and you're like, no God told me that blah 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 and you're looking at Jesus the whole time it's not even like you're looking at the devil telling him you listen here it's like "Mm, no shut your face I'm looking at Jesus because God you told me this gotta get sassy okay so then the final thing that I wanted to share was um oh this was something that kind of 
felt to me like kind of tied together. And I hope this wasn't really choppy. <laughs> I felt nervous again and like I'm breathing really fast again. Okay. So anyway, um, this was amazing. I have been... I just want to encourage anyone that has been um, asking the Lord for dreams. I have never looked at myself as a dreamer. As a matter of fact, if I'm going to dream, it is probably going to be a bad dream, like a scary dream. I've dealt with night terrors and just dreams you don't really want to have. And so for about a year, but really a lot in the past six months, I'm like, Lord, I don't have as many night terrors now, but I have like just really random meaningless dreams too. And so I was just like in the last six months, I was just like, God, I really want to dream with you. I, I heard a podcast of Graham Cook. This is incredible. Graham Cook says, I don't know if he says every night, but a lot of nights he literally has dreams where he sits down and feasts with Jesus and like they talk face to face in their dreams and he had a horrible childhood and that just feels sweet that Jesus would do that for him but I want it too I didn't have a horrible childhood but I want that too but I had just been asking him and asking him for for dreams and I'm I'm it's it's really sweet to me but I ask for a dream or for a word in the night and he's been giving me one when I ask and it's just really special whenever whenever the Lord gives you a dream you know you can't work it up you know that it just goes past your mind it goes past your emotions it goes past your thoughts and it goes straight to your spirit and it's really powerful and I just want to encourage anyone that wants to dream or hasn't even thought about it that God wants to give you dreams he wants to have communion with you and and speak with you in the middle of the night when you don't think you can get anything from him. He wants to have that time with you. And it's extremely, extremely special. So anyway, um, the Lord spoke to me through a dream um, a couple of weeks ago. And this was a night that I had asked, like, God, I'm asking you for a word from you. Please give me a word that's encouraging. And um, another thing is that I always thought that dreams were really cut and dry. Like when the Lord speaks to you, it's like, boom, you'll just know it. Boom. It's easy peasy. It's not. You kind of got to seek it out. And that's part of the fun of whenever you have to seek it out, it makes the treasure that much sweeter when you're like, oh, that was really random. Oh, but it really meant something. Oh, God, you're so sneaky. It's so fun. Anyway, um, so I was reading or no, I was not reading, I had a dream, um, about almonds, and I was holding almonds in my hand, and I gave some to Ellie, and I said a verse, that's your first clue that it's probably from God, if you are saying a verse, <laughs> but, which that doesn't normally happen, but I was giving her almonds, and almonds, um, Ethan helped me find the meaning of this verse, but um, I had almonds, and it, it went back to the story in Jeremiah, which I had completely forgotten about this, but Jeremiah, where um, the Lord asks him what he sees, and he says, I see an almond branch, and the Lord says, and um, it's in Jeremiah 1.12, the Lord said, that's right, and it means that I am watching, and I will certainly carry out all my plans, and it says in one translation um, that the Lord was watching over his word. Okay, so that means that he is watching over his word from the past because <clears throat> how many of you know, have you heard pastors say that? Like Chris Valden says, how many of you know? 
How many of you know God is, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's kind of like a bucket list thing that I just did and it fell flat. Okay. <laughs> so, how many of you know a word doesn't end when it comes to pass? That's not, it's death. That's not the end of it. The Lord's word is eternal and he makes it unforgettable so that a thousand generations can ponder and be reminded of his faithfulness and power. And he's watching over his word yet to come to pass. And it says that he will certainly carry out all his plans. Okay. So I was just tying that into wonder. Wonder is the safety of wonder of believing that he's going to do for you what he said he would do and believing that what he's done for you is going to stay done and believing that what he has done for you is still good and still true and not forgetting it. It is so vitally important to not forget what he has done in the past because I've been in, I mean, I'm not trying to like preach at anybody preaching to myself, that I cannot forget what God has done in the past because it's vitally important, and that is the safety of wonder. And But the stubbornness of wonder is not giving up on what he said he was going to do. He will fulfill every single promise he's given you, every single one. It is non-negotiable. It's going to happen, and I don't care when it does happen because it's going to happen. You're going to see it in your lives period. So anyway, he's going to carry out all your plans. Be encouraged. It's going to happen. And Jesus loves you. (laughs) I don't know how to end this. Uh, Sounds good. Everybody would like to stand. It's also on my bucket list. Okay. Sorry. Holy Spirit, come back. Lord, I just thank you, (laughs) Lord, that you're so fun. Lord, I just ask right now, Lord, that you would release God. Lord, just like your, I just see like um, the shadow of your wing just coming across the whole room. And Lord, I thank you, God, for releasing, Lord, wonder. God, the safety of wonder, but Lord, the stubbornness of wonder, the fierceness, God, the thing that is not going to give up, that's not going to back down. Lord, the thing that pushes and presses, God, until it sees the victory. Lord, I just thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, we just tell you, God, that we receive it. Lord, I receive it. And Lord, we just thank you, God. Let us abide under the shadow of your wing. Let us abide in that place, God. And Lord, I also just want to pray and release dreams um, and encounters with you in the night too, Lord. Lord, that's been something, God, that I've been asking for, that you've been doing for me. And Lord, I just want to release it over other people. Dreams and encounters and visitations in the night with you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just ask that you bless everybody in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. 